1: Welcome to today's podcast. I wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about a brand that I have just recently come across. One of my girlfriends put me onto them and I really, really love them. And so a little bit of a backstory, one of my girlfriends who lives in Sydney sent me a screenshot of this brand on Instagram and she said, you need to place an order with them because you will love, love, love this scent. I am Definitely a smells person. I am someone who always likes to have either a fragranced body moisturizer or an oil or a perfume. I just love things that smell really nice. I always have oils um, diffusing in the house. I like scented candles. You get the idea. And so my girlfriend sent me a screenshot and she said, You need to place an order, particularly for this scent. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But the brand is called Who is Elijah? And so I instantly started following them. I placed an order and I'm super, super happy with the scent. Based off my girlfriend's suggestion alone, I ordered the fragrance, which is called Her Her. And before I ordered it, of course, I had a look online and I could see that the tones included bergamot, grapefruit, floral, orange blossom, rosemary, dry amber, cedarwood and musk. Now if I was going to hand pick (laughs) a favorite I guess combination of fragrances that's really really feminine they would definitely include musk, cedarwood and amber. I always love that combination and it's a really citrusy but I guess, bright kind of summery scent. And it just wears really beautifully. It's the kind of smell that people will compliment you on. I've had people stop me at Coles and say, what is that perfume that you're wearing? Because it smells so nice. And same thing again, anytime I get into a car with girlfriends or I walk into a meeting, people often comment on it. And that's something that I really like. <laughs> Give me all the praise <laughs> when it comes to perfumes. I like ones that you can smell and that they're not overpowering, but they wear nicely on the skin. And so I definitely love the Her Her fragrance. Now, I will also say I really, really like the His Her fragrance. So this is a unisex perfume. Now, if you have followed me for a while, you will know I often wear men's cologne because I love that kind of strong, masculine, I guess darker scent at times. And so his her is really really versatile. That one has the bergamot again and it has violet leaf and cardamom and it's kind of got your sandalwood, not kind of, it does, (laughs) it has sandalwood and cashmere musk and amber as well just to name a few and it's a really nice kind of sexy scent. So that is the his, her. So you can share that one with your partner as well, or if you're me, just keep it for yourself. So I wanted to share that with you because I really, really like my Who Is Elijah perfumes and I reached out to them and they were generous enough to give us a discount code to pop on the podcast here. And so if you would like to try the Who Is Elijah range, and I definitely recommend them, they're handcrafted in Sydney and they're really unique, which I think is really, really cool. So I have a discount code for 20% off all 100ml and 50ml fragrances. And that code is KYLIE20, all in capitals. Now, I will put the link to their website in the show notes. But if you Google Who is Elijah, spelt E-L-I-J-A-H, you will find their website. I will also put their Instagram social handle in the show notes as well. They have a really beautiful feed and I've just been very, very impressed with the customer service. Also, if you're looking to buy anyone a gift, whether it's an anniversary, a birthday, anything like that, the perfumes come beautifully packaged and so it's a really great gift as well. That discount code again is Kylie20 And I love her, her, and his, her. They are my favorite Who is Elijah sense. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy life to have this chat with us. I know that our listeners are going to be super, super excited when they find out that you're on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited to getting to have a chat. Awesome. So before we dive into the fun stuff, I wanted to just quickly ask how are you and your beautiful boys going with everything that's been happening over the last couple of months? It's definitely been a wild year, 2020 so far.
0: Oh, it absolutely has been, hasn't it? Um, no, we are doing really well. I think. Um, you know, everyone, I guess, had different experiences of what, you know, isolation looked like and and homeschooling, which was, you know, wild in itself, having three boys doing homeschooling and working full-time. But, um, no, we really, I really enjoyed it because I, I think I looked at it more as a time to... I guess, reset some things that, you know, life gets crazy and so busy and it's, you know, rushing from here, there to everywhere. So I made a point, I think, of really trying to reset certain things. Um, You know, a big, this could be like a little thing for some people, but it was a big thing for us. I always felt like we never had mealtimes together. It was always the boys eating and then we'd kind of eat later. And we really reset that. We all sat down as a family every night and had dinner and Roscoe found a love for for cooking, which was amazing. Um, Yes, I know. So that was just something that I took out of it thinking, you know, if you can come out of that crazy time and, you know, forever from there, we were having dinners together. Like that was a really big deal for me because, um, you know, it was just something that I always wanted to do as a family and never really found the ability to kind of reset that. So yeah, I think it was definitely crazy. I mean, three boys at home and trying to do i didn't put a lot of pressure on us with the schooling because you know i thought the whole world is going through this together and i wasn't made to be a teacher specifically um and so we really didn't put huge pressure on them to stress the boys out we definitely did um you know did it but um
1: you know obviously they're back at school now and they're back to normal and you know I, i think it's nice for kids as well and obviously all families have their own way of doing things but when there is, you know, turmoil and outside stresses going on in the world, to reduce the pressure at home, and yeah. then to be able to create those little silver lining moments, I think it's really, really nice to go. Yep, that was hard. That was awful. We're fortunate yeah. where we are, and we were yeah. able to reestablish that resetting. Because I know I was nodding along when you were saying about dinner together. Yeah, because when the boys, particularly when the boys were a bit younger. It just was, I found it quite tricky to have everything organized to eat at the same time. It was like, feed the kids, get the kids into bed, then I'll shower, then I'll eat. Like, I totally, totally get that. And
0: that's the thing. And it felt like that for me, um, even now they're eight, and 5. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they're going through their childhood and Mm. we're not having family dinners together you know and so yeah it was always something that i wanted to do but i just felt like we never got home in time and then it was home homework and you know it was just all over the place so yeah that was like a really special thing for me that we still now um coming out of it that's just our normal thing now that we all sit down together and have dinner and yeah, I love that side of it. But. Oh, that's
1: nice to hear. Yeah. That's really, really nice. And I'm glad you're all doing super, super well. And I can't believe that your youngest is five for some reason. Oh, my gosh. Even though like, he's the same age as my boys, he's just a year younger than them. In my mind, I'm like, oh, he, yeah, you still have a baby. And then you say five. I know. Oh, that's right! Everyone's children. Everyone's getting older.
0: Everyone's getting older, and I feel like I still do too. And he flies under the radar because of that, because he's still my baby. And then I'm like, no, no, no! You should definitely not still be doing this, or you know, he's he's the baby of the family, and I think he milks it.
1: It's the way it is, I reckon. In the intro. I mentioned that we were lucky enough to have you speak at one of our events. I can't even remember when it was. It must have been maybe two, even three. I years it was, ago. yeah, going up to three years ago now. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you shared your founder story. You shared how Bo Hudson began. And, and it was so cool to be there to see you speak those words and to watch people's reaction because everyone who was at the event lent in and you could see that they were so engaged in your story because oh. it's such a relatable I guess not that the business and the growth of the business is super relatable because you've done exceptional, but just that you had this idea and you were like, okay, I'm going to nut this out. So, can you take our podcast listeners back to the beginning?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me too, I love that side of it as well. I mean, I know it's so strange me saying that because it's my own story, but um, it's relatable for anyone because literally when we started, Anything that you could use as a reason why you couldn't do the same thing, I didn't have the experience in. So we started with no money in our bank account. Um, You know, we'd always kind of joke that, the electricity bill would come and there goes our savings account. Like, we did not have that. Roscoe was a, a full time school teacher, um, and I was a stay at home mum with my two boys. We didn't have a business plan, there was no website when we started. I literally started a business um, on Instagram. It came out of my love for styling. So, obviously, at the time, Halen was three and Duke was one, and um, and Knox wasn't there yet, but um, yeah, I just like, wanted to kind of style their outfits a little bit more. So, I literally would go into Spotlight and I bought all my fabrics from there. I couldn't, so can't even still to this day sew on a button. <laughs> so, so many
1: people at our event were like, What? She, can't sew. So <laughs> she started this amazing clothing empire.
0: Literally, like it's actually laughable um, because we have obviously that department in house now. So I'll bring down something, and I'm like, "Can you put this, sew this um, school button back onto the boy shirts?" Like I physically cannot do it. At <laughs> I'm all. the same. I'm and, useless. If a button comes off, I'm like, "Oh, oh rest in peace." <laughs> I know, literally, that's me, 100. <laughs> percent So um, yeah, like with that, I did not, um, I did not study design or anything like that. I mean, I know that this isn't necessarily the be all and end all, but I feel like it's important for me to say, like I didn't even finish high school. I moved around a lot as a kid. Um, My dad, he's a high school principal. So poor thing, he didn't love that. But, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the background of I went to finish high school, went to university, studied design, started a business with a business plan. It was me and my kids at home, um, no money in the bank account, thought I'm just going to go to Spotlight and buy some fabrics. And I started it on Instagram, um, our account from scratch. And, um, yeah, I literally would dress the boys up. And that was, you know, my creative outlet in the same way that I was. What,
1: what year was that?
0: This was in 2013. So we okay. literally, this week, this Saturday is our seventh birthday. So oh, we're celebrating wow. here at BHHQ, our birthday this week. We had a bit of fun yesterday. And, yeah, it's really, um, it's literally mind-blowing to me. Like I sat around and spoke to the team yesterday and I thought I am just like so humbled that we are in the position that we're in um, and have grown to a global company with, you know, a team of 15 staff and two warehouses and um you know a full clothing range adults kids women babies and um you know it just came out of a love for me for styling and um you know it was my creative outlet so I wouldn't just dress my kids in the morning whatever they put on I would be excited to put their outfits together and you know be excited to accessorize I always love accessorizing um I've taken all my accessories off now so I'm not jingling normally I'm jingling (laughs) all over the place (laughs) but um yeah, that's how it started. I started Bo Hudson Instagram um, from scratch and um, and just would take photos of the boys every day and, you know, in, I made the first bandini with a friend of mine and put put that on them and, you know, accessorised it differently. And I think in the start it was using a lot of, like, fabrics that weren't available for kids at the time. It was very much, you know, years ago it was kind of baby. Yeah, well,
1: I, I mean... Nowadays, it's really common to dress our kids kind of more in like mini adult clothes. Yeah. Seven years ago, it was definitely more your Thomas the Tank type of thing and, you know, a little bit more skewed in that favor. So So seven years ago, when you were really enjoying, you know, accessorizing their little outfits and you would head into Spotlight, you'd find these fabrics. And then, as you said, you worked with a friend to do the first bandini.
0: Yeah, she um, a friend came on the first, um, she started with me, like so I started and she said, oh, I can do your sewing. So she did that and it, it took her a, a good couple of months to really get enough um, product to sell on launch day. And then we sold out in the first hour and literally from there she was like, I'm out, I can't do this, like this is hectic. It's breaking my so, fingers. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, she, so from there I got just a local sewer from Gumtree um, wow. um and and had a local sewer that way and yeah I think um that was what I loved like I loved using fabrics and things that weren't common for kids so it was a lot of like then it was kind of um con I love contrasting fabrics and mixing prints and and textures and things like that so um and and back when my boys were little so so going back you know seven eight nine ten years ago there was no skinny jeans for boys I would have to buy girls skinny jeans and they would have like purple buttons on them and i'd color them in in a black texter um, mm. and that's how i'd have skinny jeans on the boys. so i always knew that for me um we didn't start doing clothes but that was what we were going into and, and skinny jeans were my first thing that i was like i want a pair of skinny jeans that i can put on my boys that aren't girls that are unisex and um and that was kind of how they were born a couple of years later but it was just started out with bandinis um with bow ties and then we did the slouch beaning um which just went crazy
1: and can I ask when you started because I know you said you started the Instagram from scratch which I definitely want to talk more about but when you started the Instagram and you had your bandinis and your bow ties and your cool fabrics
0: was your intention
1: to sell them there or were you uploading photos of your kids and just you know being like this is you know this is just an account for how your kids were dressed, right? or an inspo account or did you have the intention early on to sell the bow ties
0: the intention definitely was to sell so um I had my own personal account which is where I I still like looking back in there there's a post on there that I just wrote on like notebook and it said um head over to my new account where I'm starting kind of it was just like a side hustle you know I'm just you know uh so Bo Hudson is my two boys' middle names, Halen Bo, Duke, Hudson. And so that's where the name came from. And that was always made with the intention to, um, to make, to sell. So the, um, I first started the account, I would just upload pictures of the boys in styled outfits that I do, but it didn't have any of our stuff. And then as, as my friends started to make the items, then I would put them on the boys and then we launched, um, on the 27th of June, 2013 at 8 PM. I'll never forget. (laughs) And, um, and I was there ready and I had my shelves and literally it was like one of those Ikea eight shelves and I didn't even have enough product to fill the shelves. So there was like a little bunch of flowers in there and it was just my little workspace. And, um, and then we sold out in the first hour. And I think because I had used that account for probably three months to really just build a following and and it, it, it started out obviously with the intention that it was a business page, but it started out just, I guess, getting new followers from Outfit Inspo um, of mm. the boys that I would use. And then, yeah, from there, um, I guess our business model became um, I would... Um, every two weeks we would restock. So then I would put the new order in, and the money that came in, I would put that straight back into buying new fabric. And then um, the at my local sewer would make the products, and then would restock in two weeks. And that I think created such a hype around our brand because we would sell out, and people kind of got to a point where they thought, if I don't, you know, you know, if you like want something and then oh, you have it, you want all So I think absolutely. that's what happened. I think people just were like. I just have to have this because it's going I, so quickly.
1: I honestly think that that is one of the key elements to building a cult brand is having, you know, a smaller amount of number than what's available because it yeah. you know, it gives you a feeling of exclusivity and excitement yep. and um I guess belonging, you know. Yes, like if you can absolutely. secure one of the items, you belong to that little bit of a cult. So that's really cool that they were selling it really? so fast,
0: so and quick. Then- and I had I Sorry, I have emails from people like in, um, you know, in, in England saying I have to set my alarm and I'm up at two o'clock hiding in my bathroom, two o'clock in the morning um, mm. to buy it, you know, because it was different time zones, obviously. And Instagram worked so different at the time. If you posted, people saw it at that time, you know. But, um, you know, it was just such a cool thing that people all over the world and then they would be posting that they got it. And so then it was just, it was um, just exploding. It just exploded very quickly.
1: Wow. And so I can imagine with that really fast explosion of traffic and interest and people purchasing, with that, surely there would be quite a few struggles as you kind of find your feet. Can you share yeah. some of the earlier struggles from those days?
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, there definitely were. I think the first thing to touch on would be the exhaustion <laughs> because it's a hype in the start and you're running on adrenaline. You're just like, oh my gosh, people are wanting these products. And it was, you know, it was, completely new to me. Like I said, I had no experience in even running a business. So um, the biggest thing that was so important to me was customer service. I've always been so passionate about it and still are to this day with our team, um, you know, with our customer service team now, like customers are everything to us. And we just, our biggest thing is we always go the extra mile. And so for me, that was always so important. I never wanted, you know, if someone spent their hard-earned dollars buying with us, I didn't want to kind of think, oh, you know i'm sorry you know this has come up in my family so it's on hold for 2 weeks like i just hustled harder you know to make to to keep my family going and to also um, keep a business going and i think that was a big thing as well um i think people don't talk so often you can see the glamorous side of it but the hard work um in that beginning time was that first 6 months uh really shaped so much about even the work ethic that i have today because mm-hmm. um you know, it it was pretty much nonstop. I mean, I was up till all hours of the morning every night for the first six months. I probably, and this is literally no exaggeration, average no more than two hours sleep a night. Um, it's not something that's you know attainable long term you can't keep doing that but that was what I needed to do in the start and Roscoe would go to work in the morning and I'd be going to spotlight with my two boys and I'd be putting them down for their naps and working and then being a mum and um and then they'd go down at seven and then Roscoe and I would pull our night shift and we'd work through the night um, in in customer service packaging orders um, just so much that went with it and it's so funny because in the start you know I wanted these beautiful um, hand kind of packages that I sent so it was brown paper package with string and then handmade BH um, like a um, label with BH stamped on it from cotton on you could get a typo you'd get these hand stamps like individual mm-hmm. letters so I would hand stamp the person's name on the front of the package as well oh, so you know you get a long what label, a it would touch be long, yeah which was like so beautiful when you had your first like you know but chunk of orders
1: not, but not, not I not mean
0: ex- exactly as we grew um you know it was like hard work but it wasn't something it was something that people would get and take a photo of and say oh my gosh like look how much personal detail went into this. And that was a huge part of our growth too. People would share that, you know, and it became Mm. a really big deal. Um, You know, even today, if I get a package and my name is in there, it's like so personalised, you know. Um, And so that first six months was exhausting. We didn't have help. It was just if friends could come and volunteer and help me. Um, And one story that I just want to share, because this literally was a real, I feel like if I write a book one day, this is like, a big part of it this is a a real this is a chapter because (laughs) this was um this was definitely something that was a um yeah like a I forget the word defining moment hands down like I still to this day look think back to that moment when I think I'm at my end and I've got no capacity for more and I think to this time but um we were going to Perth to visit Roscoe's family for Christmas and we just had a sale um and we had I think it was 180 orders still to get out which you know obviously today that's you know, not a huge amount, but then it was when I'm hand stamping and I was doing it by myself, and all my friends that were able to help couldn't help this this week, and so I was on my massive own.
1: Massive amount of parcels to get out on your own. Well, a,
0: it was to hand wrap and paper, you know, put string around each one, hand stamp yeah. the names, and even at this point, we didn't even have a hand stamp for our return address label. We would hand write it, and as silly yeah. as it sounds, like just get on an order one. We didn't even have a five-minute capacity to stop. There was no, like, it was just constant. Yeah, just that
1: snowball going down the hill, momentum.
0: Exactly. So it was just, we just had to go. And so anyway, I had no one that could help me. And we were leaving for Perth the next day. And I'm like, I've got 180 orders that I have to get out. I could have gone, you know, we've had whatever. I could have made an excuse, but I was like, it's just not what, I, what I'm going to do. And I sat there. And I just felt so like exhausted and emotional and frustrated, and I just didn't know what to do. And Roscoe was on the computer, and I had this massive um, thing of twine that we'd use to you know wrap the packages with. And I just was so at my wits end. I didn't know what to do. I picked it up and I just threw it. And poor Roscoe, he like did not know what was what just happened. It just like flew past my face. And I sat there with my head in my hands. It felt like ten minutes. It was probably six. And, you know, normally you'd walk away and go, I'll just go to bed and I'll get up tomorrow and feel better after a sleep and just keep going. And I knew that wasn't an option. And so I just sat there and then I almost just switched off any emotion that I had and any thought pattern, anything at all. I just switched it all off and I felt almost like I turned a little bit robotic and I just grabbed the package and I wrapped it and I hand stamped the name and I wasn't even, I switched my brain off. I just wasn't mm-hmm. thinking. So just, I went just went into do to- mode into do mode and you know I got it done like I worked all through the night um we were so exhausted literally Roscoe literally I know this is not the best but he had to have a no-dose to get to the airport we were so exhausted uh, we couldn't even keep our eyes open to drive there and um we you know we got to Perth and um I was just it was a a moment for me of realizing when you think you've reached your capacity you have so much more in you than you realize mm. you know you yourself oh no I can't do that um
1: so to this day
0: I still remember that because I think I have so much more in me and us as humans we have so much more in us you know obviously it's not something that you can operate every single day but
1: there are times that you can pull out way more strength than you realize you know and I remember you sharing that story at our event sash and it was so impactful because we do we all have moments where we just want to throw our toys out of the pram and crack the shits and say no this is too hard I can't do it and you had that moment you threw your twine and then you went shut down mode okay just going through the motions this is the task at hand and by me having a tantrum over it it's not actually going to do anything and it's just like a heads down bums up like you said autopilot yeah and I think it's really, really valuable that you also shared that the first six months were just sheer exhaustion. And this is something I've spoken about in the past and perhaps I should circle back and speak more to it now because I think sometimes people jump online and they follow along and they think, oh, well, it's really easy for you. You've got this balance. You've got this lifestyle. And it's like, I do now, but come back you know, five, six years ago when I was in a similar position in terms of trying to build a business with two young kids and I was up every morning at 4am I was working through every single day sleep I was studying like I was doing everything I lost so many friends during that time because I was just hands-on mum hands-on build a brand hands like yeah and it was just sheer imbalance and exhaustion and going all in I was about to say balls deep <laughs> such a bad analogy <laughs> so true I'm though isn't it And and it was, and it was all-consuming. And I think it's important that people share that because it's very easy from the outside looking in when people are five, six, ten years into their journey to think, oh, well, they've got that balance. But it's not always like that in the beginning. No, it's so true.
0: And I think especially from, you know, brands starting out, like that's the biggest advice that I give is that it did not come easy. Yes, we had amazing momentum. And, yes, we had, I guess, at the time it was – businesses and clothing businesses on instagram wasn't a big thing like obviously it's quite a flooded market now but at the time it wasn't but you know there was so much hard work so much exhaustion and like you said like loss of friendships you know we had no life we basically forfeited everything in that time and you know at the time now people know the name Bo Hudson and and that's amazing but at the time who is Bo Hudson so it was like We were working so hard, chasing this dream um, for for something that in some people's eyes, it was just an Insta business. It's like, you know, that's not going to last. And um, it was exhausting. And I remember someone saying to me once, you know, you realise in those times who your friends are. And I thought, that's such a weird thing to say, like, who's going to not be your friend? And literally, it was such a lonely time because when the, you know, the initial phase of it and the excitement and, like I said, adrenaline fades, then it's like people like, oh, they're never at anything or you're not there. And people kind of drop off and, you know, aren't interested in, in it. And, and it was like, it was a really tough time. And I struggled a lot in that, um, feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, and some of my bestest friends today are the ones that in that time were just, I'm here if you need me. And they understood, um, you know, that Don't take my time personally. shrunk. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, that's the biggest thing I think because, um, you know, hard work and, and being juggling motherhood as well. You know, like I said, for me, my specific, um, I guess, something that was a big deal for me was not if my kids were sick, like that was obviously my priority but it didn't, um, you know, I didn't not get people their orders. I just worked harder to to get them out, you know. So that was always a big thing. I always, um, I guess, something that we did from the start was really, I guess, um, presented where we saw ourselves and not where we were. So it, in one way, it kind of shoots yourself in, a, in the foot because, you know, we were perceiving ourselves a bigger brand than we were. Like it was just, yeah, I'll just get customer service to get back to you on that. And it was me jumping over to the computer, you know. But. By by, I guess um, showcasing ourselves in that way, um, it allowed us to grow in that. But we had to fulfil those, you know, those those big, I guess, shoes to fill. Um, and you know, I never kind of perceived us as just a small, um, you know, mum brand working from home. Like even though that's what we were, and that was people knew that. Um, I always. Yes, And I still think we do that today. You know, where do we see ourselves? What's our goal moving mm-hmm. forward? And that's how we showcase ourselves because that's, that's how you get there, you know?
1: Absolutely. I think there's a lot to be said for that old saying about, you know, start off the way that you expect to continue. So if mm-hmm. you start off with that high bar, you are going to reach it. And, of course, things will, like, build and evolve as you go. But it is really yeah. nice that you had that brand vision and brand yeah. clarity. And now something I would love to know, just speaking about those struggles, when you were going through those really hard times and the exhaustion, was it the fact that you were making such, uh, I guess, such clear sales and that you knew there was a demand for what you were offering that kept pushing you forward? Is that what you felt kept pulling you forward or was it more of an intrinsic thing? Yeah, I think it was.
0: I mean, like I said, when we started, I mean, Roscoe really, he wasn't even, he was kind of like, yeah, yep, yep, didn't, you know, he was doing his thing. He wasn't even real or like he jokes about it now until the money started coming in that he was like, oh, okay, I'll pay attention now, you know. But it was, yeah. it was just me doing this. And, um, you know, definitely in that first six months, we, in that first, I guess, period when we saw, hang on a sec, th- there is something there and we saw it and and we basically said well we're not letting this go we're, we're not missing this opportunity um that was when that happened but I mean we didn't make a profit probably for the first it was probably maybe 10 months um we ran at a loss so every single dollar we had we put back into it and just kept doing it we like I said to this day we've built a multi-million dollar business we've never had a business loan we've never um it's anything, everything has literally been what we've put back in starting from scratch um, and just keep reinvesting reinvesting re-putting it back in um, and it's been tight you know there has been times where like oh my goodness, this is, you know, tight and uncomfortable. Um, In that time, we have, we're still hoping to next year buy our first home because everything we've put is back into that. So that's a massive deal for us to, Mm. you know, be in a position where we can, we've, you know, rented up until then, like everything has gone back into it. Um, But that is a really important thing for us to go. We've built to where we are today with you know, no um, business loan, nothing, no um, financial help from anywhere. And so um, I think that was kind of what, what was that initial. But when we went to Perth after that first six months, I, I almost, I feel like I almost went into a little bit of, it felt a little bit like depression. Like I was so almost exhausted and had been working, you know, so hard that I felt like I'd lost the passion and the love behind what I, why I started, which was, you know, the styling and it had, you know, obviously that's a minimal part of it when you're running
1: Doing everything. Yeah. Doing everything, wearing all the hats, it does kind of take the shine away from the thing that you feel that you do best.
0: That's right. And I think that happened and we spent two weeks in Perth and I was like, so kind of, you know, I brought so much clothes for the boys and so many shoes and outfits because I just wanted to just put outfits together again and just kind of remember why I loved it. And, I, you know, creative I that, outlet. that's right. Exactly. And so I had that chat with Roscoe and I was quite nervous about it, but I said, look, I don't know what to do. Like, do we keep doing it? I've just, I feel like I'm almost like scared. I'm scared of what, a, you know, our life is completely different now. And um, we knew at that point, you know what, this is the time we need help. Like we need to, get someone to come on and help with packaging orders, not just, you know, friends helping and volunteering, but actual take on our first staff member, which we did when we got back. Um, And then from there, it was, that was in the January. And then in the July was when we really felt that Roscoe was ready to come on full-time. And that was after the business operating for a year. We knew that look for us to operate as a family and actually not take away from us as a family that we're just working 24-7, he needs to be in full-time, which was a humongous deal, you know, when he's got a full-time teaching job, he's He's been in the secure job for seven years. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And you know, it's still at that point to some look like an Insta business. So we're both, you know, we're letting go of the security of his full-time job for our Insta business. Um but we just knew you know what we we see we see a vision for this and we see the direction that we can go and we need both of us in it and um, and that was you know we never look back obviously today he um, is the CEO of of the company and um, it's just amazing that like we work really well together um that was the best kind of thing that we did and we we really understand each other's strengths they're both completely opposite um we have total different strengths he's great with that kind of back end of of things having all the degrees and things he's like major studier and has done so much uni work I'm the complete opposite so I'm like the visual the creative and that and so we think nice I think we, yeah we just understand each other's strengths and we offer like advice in those areas, but we always kind of leave it with the other one to make the final call and that. So yeah, so that um, in that first year he came on and then we um, took on we had our first person helping packaging and then we took on another employee who came on and kind of I guess managed the the administrative side a little bit, which was which was great. So
1: and so as yeah. you brought staff members on. And I imagine particularly in the early days, did you find it tricky to relinquish control with having people come on board? And I ask that question because I know that we do have a lot of listeners who have their own business, but they really still are in that mindset that they have to do everything themselves. And it can be a bit of a sticking point to have, you know, other people come on and do things, not necessarily the the exact same way that they would. So did you struggle with that at all?
0: A (laughs) hundred percent.
1: I'm like, a
0: bit of a, in a nice way, I can, I feel like I'm so control. I know because I, I'm so specific with how I like the things done. And because it had been so personal to me for so long, um, I was like, I don't want to take a step back in that, you know, or it, or it changed the way. But, um, you know, I just think we've been through so many ups and downs with, um, you know, with having staff over the years come on and obviously now managing um, a team of 15 who we are just so blessed and so thankful to have. They're just incredible. Um, you know, but we've definitely had times where things have been done completely different. And, you know, you really do have to I think the biggest thing is um, having people come on that understand you and understand your vision because um you know obviously they're still going to get done in it might be a little bit different to you, but I think if they understand you, they understand your vision, they understand your style and how you you do things and how to showcase you know you are the heartbeat of the business you know that's mm. that, it started from um from my style and my, um, you know, how I did things. So I think we really now feel like we're in such an amazing position because we have such an awesome team who understand us. They are on the journey with us. They're like they see the vision. They really take the time to say how Learn from how we would do things, and now um, you know. Like even um, we've got an amazing girl, Mel. She's our assistant. She also does our photography and and um, creative side of things. And she she makes it such a point to really understand how I do things. And even now, she'll write something. I'm like, you speak my language. Like this is amazing. But um, you know, there are things that get done slightly different, but still in such an amazing way. And I think you will never know until you do give that. You you kind of have the choice to do things yourself forever and by doing that you really Limiting. can't grow. Yeah, you can't yeah. really grow. Um, you limit your growth or you choose to take on people that really can understand who you are and and help. And, and you realise too very quickly, oh, my gosh, it's actually not that hard to do. So when you do actually release that control, you're like, we, I've got some time back to do the things that, you know, only I can specifically do and you've got people that are um doing an incredible job and sometimes it's amazing because certain things will get put in front of me that i'm like i wouldn't have even done it like that but that's so much better than i would have done it which you know so you're using more creative minds as well so it definitely takes time i feel like to get to that position because we've we've had ups and downs definitely of you know you, you see who works within that there are some really talented people that we've had but at, might not fit the style of who we are as a brand and you know the only way you know that is through trial and error you know yeah absolutely. Oh, but you know, yeah. I'm not here saying yes it's so easy like hand it on it's definitely when it's especially for Which us when, your baby yeah and we're not um entrepreneurial in the sense of the word of we wanted to start a business and then sell it and then start a new business I feel like we became entrepreneurial from having this business and growing it but it's definitely something we have so much I guess vision and direction for um and so I think yeah like to actually grow that we've actually just increased our team and yeah you you, you yeah like I said it's trial and error you know it's not always easy so, especially when it's new things that you're giving up you know when you're actually like this is the first time I've handed this on but for me to actually be creative and actually have the time to say design and create which
1: is what I do um, I can't be doing everything you know yeah for you to stay in your lane you've got to have others yep. around you and give them the space as well to learn yeah sure they're going to miss it at times but then they're going to over achieve at yep. other times so I think Absolutely. that's a really cool thing to remind people of and now I just wanted to touch on your following because Bo Hudson does have such a strong, just just such a strong reputation and brand. It like I said, it it's kind of a bit of a cult like following. Like people are mm. so obsessed with your clothing. Mm. What is your advice for any listeners who are wanting to build a strong brand following?
0: Look, I think the biggest thing is engaging, you know, and being um connecting with people because really and truly there are brands everywhere but your niche that you're going to have is the reputation you have to connect with people and you know from the start that was always something to this day seven years on I still run the Bo Hudson Instagram account and you know we looked at different times you know what if I because it's a big job you know it's a it's a a full-time job in itself doing that. But, um, you know, we we toyed with it and, you know, somebody else coming in and doing it. But I thought, you know what, it's my passion. Like it's my way to, you know, now that we have customer service team and I'm not replying to customers through emails and things, it's my way to connect and it's my way to um, keep your yeah, finger guess, on the pulse, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that's a huge thing for me, I think. Um, it's just really connecting. It's, it's um yeah, that's been something that we've done from the start and we still do to this day, even with our customer service and how we operate in every area. Um, you know, I say to the team, every form of communication we have, I want to want it to be like a big virtual hug, you know, so even yeah. how we reply to our customers with our emails, it's not just, um, you know, cut and paste. It's so personalised. If they comment that they've got a birthday coming up, well, we talk about The child's birthday you know and we are here to help if you need outfit ideas or um you know and and Amanda who um, is in our customer service department she is just amazing like she just so gets that and is so great and um she'll have our customers that will just email her just to just to chat because she's so like that and I love that so much because Mm. you know I want our customer service to set apart from from others I don't want it to feel cut and paste every situation is different and and it's the same with our Instagram you know and um it's hard you know you you get so many DMs and then you've got some DMs you don't even see and so really to get back to every single one is is really difficult but um you know I try to to reply and communicate where I can because um yeah I think that is important and I think when it comes down to it you know people just want we're humans we're built for relationship you know we're built for for that that's what we like so if you're buying from a brand what sets us different to just being another clothing brand that people can buy from I want people to know our story you know and that's a big thing that we've kind of I guess you know in isolation as well that was something that we really it kind of was a great opportunity to us we totally changed um and we really picked up again our way of who we are, like how we really reset that this year in um, Roscoe and I going, you know what, this is our family brand. We want people to understand who we are and know that, you know, when you're buying kids' denim from us or you're buying a piece of clothing, we have worn it, we have tested it. Our kids have told us, "Mom, this isn't comfortable. Mm -hmm. And we've pulled things from our line because of the feedback that my kids give and everything is tried and tested. I wash everything, I check for shrinkage, I check for every single detail, which, again, that sets us apart. That's not a common practice for you know, global businesses um, but, you know, that is who we are and so we are about people, we care about people, we care about um, communication, experience and all of that so we're really, it
1: I guess, like storytelling. I was just, just going to say it sounds like it's rather than, you know, you're a family that owns a business, there's that lifestyle integration of yeah. Bo Hudson is part of our story, it's part of our foundation and yeah. that just, you know, when when people meet you in real life, Sash, it's so clear how warm and engaging and caring you are. And I think that that is synonymous with your branding and you can see how it's all the little cogs are connected. So I think that advice of staying engaged with your community is so valuable Mm. for those who are wanting to build a brand. It's really, really helpful. And in terms of like, you've had so much growth and so much evolution that you know, it would take us hours and hours to get through it all. But could you share some of the more recent changes that you've made as a brand? Yeah, for sure. Um, I
0: think um, being starting on Instagram obviously gave us a global platform straight away. So we had a lot of customers from America and from Europe. Um, it wasn't just Australia. Um, and even to this day, Australia is still our strongest market, but um, only by a fraction we have you know it's probably 60 40 um international to australia um and so we've kind of recognized you know what we're selling to the world um which obviously we're in totally different climates at different times of the year so from we've gone we've never really kind of stuck to you know like a just specific drops but We've kind of come away from that model completely. Um, and we have our signature collection that we're building and that's always going to be in stock, what's meant to always be in stock. We've we're got a few things restocking um, next month from that collection, which are our signature denim for um, adults, women, kids, um, our denim jackets, our overall certain pieces that um you know, a loved year in year out that people always want back on our, our classic bow sweater, which is one of our most popular items, um, and and also our t-shirts. So our just our signature kids tees, men's tees, women's tees, and then they will stay in year round. So they will always be the the basics that people can buy. You know, we have a lot of customers that say, "My kid, you know, has been in your denim for five years, and I just keep buying the next size up because it fits them so well." And then. Um, what we'll be doing is rather than have big drops um, of quite a few items we're going to just constantly have new pieces coming out all the time so that requires more from me because obviously it's new creation new prints new fabrics new new tea designs and rather than order bigger quantities it'll be less quantities but there'll be more stuff dropping so our our website stays engaging all the time with new in all the time mm-hmm. so that's the model that we're um, in the process of moving towards so that we have new stuff dropping you know monthly you know every fortnight we've got new stuff upcoming but our signature stuff that people know and love is always in stock
1: always available so a big, and I,
0: big thing yeah. i am
1: definitely one of those mums that always has her kids in bohards and jeans and just, <laughs> yep, just, just give me the size, the next size up because you just know that they're going so to good. fit and that they're comfortable so yeah I, so good imagine so many families across the world do the same thing now, when you mentioned just then that it's obviously a bit more work for you in terms of sourcing inspiration and ideas for different collections or different styles, yeah. what is your process? Like do you like to sort of, like, do you have a vision board? Like how do you draw inspiration for what you're going to create?
0: Well, I feel like it it is so different all the time. I mean how Bo Hudson started was what I wanted to to dress my boys in, um, and you know that's always been pretty much the biggest inspo for me. And again, like I think the process—if I had a girl, like what I would dress my daughter in—I obviously don't. I'm a mum to boys, and I absolutely love it. That's a huge common question we get: Do you want to have a girl? But I love being a, a, a boy mum. It's a boy so mum. Awesome. Oh, it's the best. It's so much fun. But um, you know that when I, whenever I get um, you know, you have moments where you do get a bit like you know if i know i've got to have new season pieces and if i haven't had the time to be in a creative space and that can be a stressful thing you know life is busy life is crazy and you know you need to create that time and that space to allow yourself to you know to to be inspired you know but um i always go back to that and i think what what are some things that i want to see my boys in like what are some kind of ideas and then that's how it started i mean that's how um our collection for adults excuse me started because we had the parents saying I wish that came in my size so we kind of we you know our our, I guess style for kids is adult adult fashion shrunk down um Mm. but through creating that we had people saying hey shrink it back up again I want that for me so that's how that started but yeah I mean my process is so different we went on a trip to Europe um for my sister-in-law's wedding and coming out of that we had the gelato collection and um I got so much inspo from there and then I find inspo from anything like from, you know, walking around the shops. I get it from, um, you know, from magazines. I get it from colour palettes. I get it from everything. Like I get so much, yeah, it just, it's such a different process for me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, probably my biggest um, struggle is my organisation. Like I'm like such a shocker with my emails and things like that. So I've got amazing help here um, through Mel. She's great with that stuff. But yeah, like I'm like, to have a vision board I feel like it changes so often and that's another big part of my style is it's not we've got our classic signature pieces that are the things you can wear year in year out that don't really date but our my style changes so often and I'm always very rarely even in my own wardrobe do I wear the same thing this twice in the same way I'll always you know, put new accessories with it and change it up with this. So I just love recreating that way. Um, yeah. So my process changed all the time. It's really, um, I guess, with this new new direction that we're going, it does require a lot more. Um, but I do think think things drop into my head all the time. So it it will allow me to kind of not be sitting on them for six months, but allow me to I feel like creatively I'll feel so much more engaged. Yeah, which will be really exciting.
1: So that is. It's so exciting. I can't wait to see what else you come up with. I'm
0: so excited to show you guys the new oh, we got the the new stuff coming is so exciting. I just get I feel like I'm because I'm one step ahead with seeing it, by the time things come out, I'm like I'm ready for the next stuff to come out, you know? Yeah. So that's fashion, isn't it? That is, that's right.
1: And I just wanted to ask one more question before we move into the rapid fire round to end on. But I would love to know, just out of curiosity, what does an average work day look like for you? Like, what time are you up? Do the boys all go to the same school? Like, how do you actually get through your day?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, every day is literally so different. Um, We, so I used to be such a morning person until ISO and then we were going to bed so much later and I'm really trying to get that back again because I feel freshest and I guess you know your creative juices are flowing earlier um so yeah normally on a school day we're up we're getting the kids the kids are getting older now so it's really good they're kind of getting themselves organized um it's normally cool when you enter that season when they can get themselves up (laughs) it's so fantastic it's so fantastic it's great so yeah that's it's normally you know it's Look, I'm not going to lie, it's never kind of relaxing and quiet on a school morning. It's always, come on, come on, have you got your school back here? Have you got this? You know, getting lunches and stuff. Um, They are out the door. Normally Roscoe takes them to school and then I will fix up the house before then getting myself out the door for work. Um, We find that that's the easiest thing to do just so we don't come home to chaos. Um, But we do have amazing help now at home, which is also very helpful. I will then come into the office. Um, Mondays and Tuesdays are normally where we have our meetings. We have our marketing meeting. We have our team rallies, which are on a Tuesday morning, and they are just fantastic. Um, they've been game-changing for us where we have our whole team. And normally Roscoe will share, and we'll, we'll really just talk about, um, you know, share on our values and our culture, and I feel like we're really building this incredible culture within our team um you know of who we are and who we're not and you know i think by having the whole team on the same page we're all going in the same direction um you know and and our values are vibrant family living and that's something that we just go over and over and over with our team so that it sinks into who we are Um, so our meeting days are mondays and tuesdays Um, which allows normally Wednesday, Thursday, Friday can be all different things. We might have a photo shoot on um, or we might, that there might be days where I um, have a side where I'm working on new season things. Normally if I'm in the office, like there's kind of, um, you know, back and forth with different people on different things kind of going on or I'm down in production of new items that might've come in. So it's checking fits, testing fits and um, making any tweaks and things like that. So normally if I'm really trying to focus and, work on new season, I don't generally do that in the office just so I can, you know, be uninterrupted Happy and Yeah, but, um, yeah, and then on Friday nights is normally our, that's kind of our non-negotiable, it is normally our Friday night family movie night, but we've kind of changed that to Saturday because on a Friday night we've been loving in winter or as it's cooling down, I shouldn't say winter, we are on the Gold Coast, it's not the
1: worst (laughs) I know, um, I'm sat here in the sun with a crop top on, yeah, middle of winter. I know, exactly, (laughs) look, we're okay. But um, we have been
0: loving having um, a different family over, like friends of ours on a Friday night and we put the fire pit on in the backyard and the kids are all playing and we normally, I'm not like, i found that cooking isn't my way to relax. I'm like, if I've got relaxed time, I don't want to do that. So we um, order food and we're all outside. We've got music on and it's been the nicest way to kind of spend time with friends Um, and the kids all have the best time all together. And then, um, yeah, we try not to make huge plans on a Saturday because it's kind of the one day that we can just – Relax and and Re-calibrate. you know I'm like if I don't have to get out of my PJs I'm that kind of person I won't. Yeah, well, <laughs> I love like such a busy week at home. Day. To frame you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah, that's kind of what the week looks like. Um, I want to get back into. I haven't been going to the gym at all this year, it has been crazy with it being shut. But I do want to kind of get back to that because, look, I'm not going to lie, ISO was not kindest to me when it came to <laughs> you. Just kind of relax with everything. I mean,
1: all no. of a you. New- <laughs> So many people are just like, you realise how much you just snack out of order because you're like, I'm just home more. Oh my gosh, that is 100% what we did. So One good thing about living where I live in northern New South Wales, we don't have Uber Eats here. But when I go uh, up to the Gold Coast, like my best friend's house in Burley, whenever we're at hers, I'm like, let's get Uber Eats. Like, you totally. It's, it's so, so fun. Easy. It's totally I know. Easy. <laughs> well, we don't
0: get a huge amount to where we live because it's in a little bit. So, um, you know, we're even in, in the office, we get a lot more. So we'll have that kind of at lunch. But, do you know, it's so funny, though, because I, even though I kind of didn't really care what I was eating, I was just relaxed with the kids. Um, I wasn't stressing about it in the time. Like now I'm like, not stressing about it. I'm like, I just want to kind of you know, you lose a couple of kilos and get back into that swing of feeling healthy again. But I think it kind of, it was all part of it, you know, it was all part of what it yes. was and I didn't yeah. regret it. I wasn't beating myself up over it. You know, you kind of go through seasons of doing that. And I thought, you know what, like you don't need, like life's so much bigger than stressing about those couple of kilos, you know. Oh, so I just feel like totally. I do want to get back into that routine. I was going to the gym first thing in the morning and then coming back and feeling very fresh for myself you know, when the kids were getting up for school. So I would love to do that, but I don't think I'm going to put the pressure on myself in winter to do that because getting out of bed when it's freezing is hard.
1: (laughs) All in good time. All That's right. right. Now, I would love to just ask you a quick couple of questions, like a few more get-to-know-you questions, and then I will let you get back to your day. So I would love to know, what is your standard cafe order?
0: Ooh, if they have... Skinny syrup. It's always a caramel skinny flat white with sugar-free caramel syrup, or a chai latte if they don't.
1: Sounds <laughs> good. I didn't even know there was such a thing as like oh, a skinny it's so good. syrup. Okay. Right. When I
0: heard how many teaspoons of sugar is in the actual real like caramel and vanilla yeah. syrup it freaked me out so I was like sugar-free syrup I have that and then it's I don't know the difference
1: <laughs> yeah I didn't even know it was a thing so I'm gonna have to ask my local have one to ask habit. for that one <laughs> Yes. Yeah. now what would you say is your most annoying habit or what would Roscoe say is your oh, most annoying okay. habit
0: oh, What what's my most annoying habit I'm sure there's plenty um oh I should I should get him in here and ask him. Um, I would say, oh, I would say I'm a procrastinator. He hates that. I do. If yeah. I feel like overwhelmed, I procrastinate. I procre- and I'm late. I'm always late. Oh, it's a bad trait. I wish I wasn't, but I am. I try so hard, but <laughs> I'd like to blame it for my kids. But even when I don't have them, I am. So
1: I'd say that would be one the most annoying. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like when you have so many tabs open, which might this might sound counterintuitive. But this is my theory. When we have so many tabs opened, it's easier to procrastinate because you are just paralyzed by what to do. Whereas if Very you're on one task, it's like, oh, I'll just pull the trigger and do that task. But when you have yeah. 50 million, it's like, oh, exactly. now's the perfect time to take an online quiz to see what sort of salad I'd be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just going to do anything <laughs> to avoid. That's <laughs> the things <laughs> I need <laughs> to do. Actually, but yeah. I-
0: have that thing for other people is this is not about me this is about what annoys me is what's that I don't know what it's called but the sound of people chewing oh
1: my gosh handle it they say it's mesophonia when you enjoy listening to people I don't know which one it is but yes okay yeah that's
0: I think what it is but oh my gosh it honestly Roscoe's jaw clicks too and I literally if I'm triggered. I'll put music on if I'm in with a group because I'm like, I don't want you
1: hearing me eat because I can't even handle the sound of it.
0: It's like a major issue for me.
1: (laughs) That's funny. Okay. And what would you say is your best habit? Like what's a strong habit that you have? Uh, Well, something that you
0: said before, which actually is a massive compliment to me because it's something that I, I guess I try to do is when I do meet someone for the first time, like I love it if someone walks away feeling like we've been besties for years, you know, and that's something that I do love. Like I love making people feel warm and comfortable and, yeah, so mm, that's probably very, very something
1: good
0: that I would say isn't something that I try to do. Um, you know, I don't try and it's not a fake thing. I'm not trying to make someone feel that way. That but habitually you just do yeah. it. Yeah. So when you said yeah. that, I thought, oh, that's such a compliment to me because I, I love that, um, you mm. know, people can feel that way. It's
1: absolutely true.
0: Do you, are you a
1: reader? Do you have a favourite book?
0: Um, Look, I'm not, I've never really been a reader because I always thought, and Roscoe said, oh, I was probably the one who told you this. I always thought if you read, it has to be because you're learning something or you're, you know, upskilling in something, or it's got to be, you know, it can't just be a book about nothing. Pleasure. yeah. this, literally this time last year, we went to Bali for two weeks, just the two of us. And uh, we were pretty, you know, run down and exhausted. And And I just randomly picked up this novel about, like, it was just a you know, like a non, what it's, um, I always get confused it. it's non. it's fiction. And, yeah. um, oh my gosh, it was like, I felt like I was watching a movie through this book about, you know, it was just like a, a wasn't even a romance novel, but it was just really interesting. And I found my love for fiction reading and I, I really realized how much I can step out of my
1: Um, I love watching TV.
0: Yes, it was. And I'd never in my life, 36 years, I'd never experienced it. And I downloaded on my phone because I only had one book with me, um, four other books from the series and read them all while I was away. And I was so impressed with myself because I'm a non reader. But um, I really recognized that that is such a way to unwind. It doesn't, you don't have to be learning something, you can just escape your mind. And so, yeah, Yeah, from that, I've
1: found a love for that. And so do you care to share what that series is? Oh, yeah, I'm
0: trying it? to even like remember because it was a year ago and I haven't done it since. Um, Yeah, it was, Um, what was the name of it? It was like, um, a, oh, she's an Australian writer. What's her name? Oh, I can't Jane, even remember it.
1: Not Jane Harper?
0: No, not Jane Harper. It was... Two letters and her last name oh i 'm going to have to find out, and then you'll have, gonna, have
1: to find out and let us know. We'll yeah. put it in the show yeah notes I will it was really interested.
0: great to like switch off. It was like a nanny that went to New York and fell in love with someone there, and it was just really like it was an and awesome it's so
1: good yeah now, second last one, how do you have fun? because I feel like as women when we have kids in particular, often fun gets taken off the table. But yep. you definitely have a fun energy about you. So what do you do just for yourself? Uh,
0: well, this weekend I actually had a really fun weekend because um, my bestie and I, we go away. This was, was our seventh year doing it. And we always go and stay in a hotel in Brisbane. Um, And actually, her husband and Roscoe and took all the kids, and they all went camping on the weekend, which was amazing because they were. Oh, brilliant! And literally, we just got face masks, and we always watch just like, you know, fun kind of cheesy thrillers, and do face masks, and get matching PJs, and order Uber Eats, and yeah, like I, my way of just relaxing is you know have a couple of champagnes, and it was just to just like have girls nights and things like that. I mean, I'm not. a huge you know wild party animal or anything like that but you know I just love having that time where you you know have some girl time and and just spoil yourself and you know like normally we'd go out for dinner as well on one of the nights but I feel like everything's kind of still a little bit shut at the moment so we had two nights of movies and face masks and and it was just really nice like I just felt really refreshed after it so yeah I really um enjoy that
1: Yeah, there's something very special about having strong female friendships
0: and just taking
1: that time to enjoy one another. So that's really cool. And now the last question is, do you have a favourite quote or perhaps some words that you live by? Um, Yeah, I love quotes that
0: are about, um, I guess, like believing in yourself and backing yourself. Um, And I've got one and it's literally slipped my mind, but I have it written in my phone because... Um, I'm literally, I was going to say to you that when you do like fire questions, my, I'm like terrible. I have a terrible memory. Like, I don't know if that's since having kids or whatever, but, um, hang on a sec. I'm going to find it, but and now I'm not going to find it. Um, but yeah, it's about, it's about, um, yeah, backing yourself and, you know, just they're
1: always like, my favorites. Hang on. I'm going to find it. Yeah, sorry you. for the pause. Very sorry but um 10. everyone can I'm relate sure, especially when you I'm have sure mums can relate to that Absolutely. literally and i actually yeah. have
0: been listening to a podcast by um you know um, jim quick about um oh, what is it about like brain how to i guess um increase your brain like using your brain because he 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 said this thing about because I'm like I've got the worst memory even if someone tells me what their name is I'm like what I can't remember it. and he said if someone said to you you have to remember the next person's name um and there's a suitcase of a million dollars if you can remember it you're going to remember it so he was like everybody can actually do it it's whether you so he teaches these 15 minute podcasts on actually like how to maximize the use of your brain which i have started listening to because i think i want to get better at that because i feel like i've got a bad memory but i think it's so easy to say oh but you know i've got a terrible memory because you know mum brain and stuff like that but i feel like we can get better at that but anyway
1: oh yeah go you go no no that's right i was just gonna say I think that it's again a representation of when you have so many tabs open it can be hard to file things like it's hard to you know put it in the memory bank when you're already holding on to so many other things yes were you able to find that quote
0: yes I did
1: it always
0: be always be a first rate version of yourself instead of a second rate version of someone else and that was by Judy Garland and I love that because I feel like you know there's only one of you and we can look at everybody else but you know, you be the best of yourself and it's never going to be, you're never going to struggle to do that because you're not copying anybody, you're being who you are.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant quote. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and taking the time to have this chat. And like we were saying before we started recording, I can't wait to come up and have lunch with you and have yes. a good catch-up. I catch can't wait. I know That'll it'll be, be amazing. So nice,
0: thank you for, for having, having me.
1: Oh, my pleasure. For those who perhaps are not following Bo Hudson, what is the Instagram handle? Yes,
0: yeah, so it's Bo, B E A U underscore Hudson, H U D S O N. That's our Insta handle. And we've started our TikTok and we've got Facebook as well, obviously, and Pinterest. And we're just getting all the things happening. So haven't done Welcome a thing the... <laughs> and the <laughs> website is www.bohudson.co and it's just co
1: brilliant well thank you again for taking the time to chat with us
0: my pleasure thanks for having me kylie Hold up